0: The Fantasy Hockey Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And we're also brought to you by the College Basketball Experience. March Madness is heating up and you need to subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. It's awesome, baby. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my brother, Nick Olzak. How we doing, sir? Doing good, doing good. Uh,
1: Taking a tough loss already, it looks like, in fantasy to Connor McDavid and company over in Edmonton down 202 to 97 on this Wednesday night. Don't think there's any coming back in that one. But, um, yeah, sitting at 13-6 and right now. Hoping to get a little couple wins here. Um, Standings are really tight right now. I know you're right behind me. There's one other team right behind me. So I could fall down really quick. Got a tough schedule. Hoping I can get through that outside of that. Hockey season just came to an end, finished on a little five-game winning streak, which was good. Finished the year, I think, with like 18 points in 23 games, something like that. So not a bad year. I would be on my own fantasy team with those kind of numbers. Put a lot of shots on, goal on. But uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting in the episode. a lot of trades to talk about Mm -hmm. as the trade deadline is this Friday. So a lot to cover and uh, yeah, looking forward to getting into it.
0: Yeah, we do have a lot of trades to go over. We're going to be covering uh, the NHL trade deadline here. Obviously not fully passed through just yet, but we've got a lot of players to review since our last uh, podcast. So we're going to be going over fantasy implications. And, you know, if we expect stock to rise or stock to fall with these players being on the move, are they in a better situation? Are they in a worse? Um, Some, you know, names will be available, you know, via the waiver wire. I know I picked up a couple of these guys. Um, I also traded away. Patrick Kane for a bag of peanuts. I'm not going to try to concentrate on that too much. Uh, but yeah, I'd want to trade Patrick Kane well before he was traded uh, a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, I might feel the pain for that down the stretch, but uh, mm. I also uh, face the burden of holding him the entire season. So I'll take what I can get. I'm still in a good position, mm. but let's uh, let's dive into it here. Uh, I believe Jacob Tricorin was just traded right before we hit the airwaves here. He went to Ottawa. He's not added to our notes or show sheet, but any instant reactions to that trade as it happened uh, just before we started shooting here?
1: Uh, I was really surprised by that. They talked a lot about him going to the Los Angeles Kings, but I think mm-hmm. the Kings just had too much of an asking price. I think uh, the Coyotes wanted either Brant Clark Quinn, or uh, Quinn Byfield, and I think a second round pick, but he goes over to the Ottawa Senators and they're kind of a team. I think next year they're going to be really good with Jacob mm-hmm. Chickering and just looking at their decor you throw him in with a Shabbat, Jake Sanderson. They have him slot in on the second D pair with Sanderson, Eric Branstrom. So they've got a really good up-and-coming D core, and I mm-hmm. think that's uh, a really good move for them. And, yeah, they gave up. I think it was a first and two second-round picks. So not the worst return in the world. I think uh, the first-round pick might – Heard a little bit. I know Ottawa is on the bubble. They could be a lottery team. They could very well sneak in the playoffs, but it's just hard to tell with the East being so competitive. But yeah, mm-hmm. I like the trade a lot for the Senators for sure, if they can make a push coming up here.
0: No, no it's, a, it's a great trade from them. Uh, Trek ran a nice up and coming talent in the NHL right now. His stock, I would say, is definitely going up. Uh, senators, you know, they definitely score a little bit more than Arizona. Both have been kind of gritty teams this season. I know they've definitely. Uh, pissed off uh, some of our betting cards. I know right now the Coyotes are up over the Stars with uh, just two shots on net. Great start to the night already. It's awesome. Um, Dallas Stars, I think they burned down. Was that the Dallas Stars? It was minus 500? No, it was Carolina mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. They were minus 500 mm-hmm. to, to beat Carolina. Or I'm sorry, Carolina was minus 500 to mm-hmm. beat Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Getting my teams mixed around here. Yeah, I've been having some bad luck lately there, so hopefully the Stars will turn it around tonight. Uh, Let's move into our actual card here. You know, guys that we had listed up, I don't really have any numbers on Chikron, but, you know, like I said, I think he's going to be in a good situation with the Ottawa Senators. It's just not the Arizona Coyotes, who are much closer to the bottom, if anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, First up we have is uh, Phillip Pranik, recently of the Detroit Red Wings, now traded to the Vancouver Canucks. What are your thoughts on this move?
1: Yeah, so the Canucks got Hironic in a fourth-round pick in the 2023 draft from Detroit in exchange for a conditional first in the 2023 draft and a second-round pick in the 2023 draft, which for the Detroit Red Wings, um, it's kind of an interesting move because they're, again, one of those teams that's on the bubble. They could sneak in a wild card, but that East is so competitive. I think a lot of these teams are just having to lick their wounds and kind of rebuild a little bit. And for the Detroit Red Wings, that's the case here, getting another pick. For Vancouver, you kind of get Philip Horonic who will hopefully be better for them next year, because this year Vancouver's been a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. They're just shipping everything out. So I was really surprised for them to bring in Horonic and give up those picks. But uh, it does make their defense a little bit better. I know they don't have him in listed in daily faceoff right now, but I think he'll be a good addition there with Quinn Hughes and Tyler Myers on their defense. And yeah, I think with a little bit of retooling on their offense, I think they could be a better team with this erotic move. And I think, yeah, he'll get good minutes there for sure. But uh, if I were to pick a winner in that trade, I would definitely have to say it would probably be the Detroit Red Wings. I think they still have a lot of uh, defensive prospects in the system, like Simon Edmondson coming up here in the next couple of years. And they're not necessarily a win now kind of team. They're still kind of retooling. Mm-hmm. And so I do think it is a good move for them. And looking at a uh, Heronics fantasy value right now, he is uh 71% rostered minus seven in the last day, but I very well think that could change. I think he's going to get a bigger raise in ice time. I think he'll be looking at about 23, 24 minutes a night playing in Vancouver. I think he will slot in on the top pair and get that power play time. And, yeah, he'll go up from that 19 to 21 minutes a night.
0: Do you think the more uh, playing time is going to produce a higher average fantasy points per game? He's averaging 6.35 fantasy points per game. I I actually kind of feel that number could go down. I mean, it might be playing Mm -hmm. more, but I don't know if I like the situation as much as I liked the Red Wings right Mm -hmm. now because Mm -hmm. they were scoring, they were winning games, they were on a nice little run. you think that number is going to go up or down?
1: Um, it's hard to tell. I think it could go up based on who his deep partner is. I think if you put him with Quinn Hughes and you put him on the first power play second power play unit with one of these better guys, um, I think he could definitely go up. But yeah, I can definitely see where you think he's going to go down, especially with Vancouver being the team they are this year.
0: Alright, the next guy up we have is Shane Fair Hasn't played in a little bit, but he's going to be joining the Carolina Hurricanes. He's notched 327 fantasy points this season a pretty similar average to filipronic he was at 6.35 goseph's fair at 6.25 fantasy points per game he only has one goal and one assist and is plus two in his last month of play but man coming over to to the hurricanes they have a lot of options for him in their lineup uh do you see his average going up or down
1: Oh, I think his average is going to go up for sure. He's not going to play as high of a role because he was like a first pair defenseman, but I think he's still going to get a lot of time over there. And yeah, all the Hurricanes gave up was a third round pick in 2026. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good move for them right now. Daily faceoff has him slotted on the third D pair with Calvin DeHaan. And I think that could change. They also have him on the second power play unit with Brent Burns, but overall a really good move by the Hurricanes for sure. They are really looking like a deep team going mm-hmm. into these playoffs here. And uh, looking at his fantasy value, um, he's still got a lot of value. I know he hasn't played in a while, but I think uh, his value will go up once he slots in their lineup. He is plus 4% rostered in the last day. So clearly other owners are starting to see, hey, he's going to slot in their lineup and he could be good. And I could even see him slotting up the lineup, maybe playing on the second pair with uh, move bumping Brady Shea down. Or mm-hmm. kind of just going all over. He can play wherever. I think he is one of right. those guys. But yeah, definitely uh, a good move for sure. And I think a good add in uh, fantasy as well for when he gets back
0: in the lineup. He hasn't been, as a defenseman, he hasn't honestly been great. Like, he has a great scoring touch. But I think this fit with Carolina is just too good. Because the mm-hmm. team is just so good defensively. They're going to be able to make up for that. So I'm with right. you. They can put him anywhere in the lineup. I, I didn't see when it was updated with Calvin Dahan Because when I looked at it, he wasn't. Uh, in the lineup, but that's where I was seeing him get kind of get tossed in because mm-hmm. I don't know if you still give him like those top four type of minutes just yet in that system, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, let us get his uh, his legs under him and maybe he, uh, you know, maybe he can get himself up to that top spot with Brent Burns, uh, but I think no matter what, like you'd said, on the power play, he's always going to have a, a key role. Mm-hmm. Uh, next name up, not so sexy, uh, Lars Eller. He only has 200 fantasy points on the season, 3.38. Keep this one short and sweet. Uh, moving over to Colorado Avalanche, he's set up as their third line center. Stock going up or stock going down? Um, I think stock is honestly going to stay the same on Lars Eller.
1: I okay. think he is—he's a good middle six center, and I think he fits that role really nicely. But I just don't see him. Uh, kind of just—I don't see him going off in that middle six role. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, what was the trade? Yeah, they came over from Washington in exchange for a second round pick in twenty twenty five. Which I think is a little bit of a higher... Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a large return for a middle six center, considering well, the value that we...
0: Yeah, he's I was, scored seven goals and nine assists this season. Like, I mean, you get mm-hmm. a second-round pick for this year or the next five, I think you'll take that.
1: Yeah, and I think that, yeah that uh, that's definitely really good value for Washington, who they're kind of going to start to take the decline. I think they're starting to see they might not make the playoffs. They're kind of another one of those bubble teams in that competitive Eastern Conference. But um, yeah, I think that's really good, especially for how valuable draft picks have been in these trades. Like people are, in these teams are just getting so much value for these draft picks, and we'll talk about that more later in the show. But yeah, I think that's a definite, definite win for Washington. And for me, yeah, I think large dollar stock stays the same. I think he's going to be playing kind of the same role. I think he was like a third, mm-hmm. fourth-line center in Washington, right. so he kind of comes in that same role. He'll be a good middle six, like I said, face-off winning center to play mm-hmm. on the penalty kill. But, yeah, I definitely think his value will stay the same for sure, but a good move for the Capitals to get him out of there.
0: Something to look out for is when uh, Landis God comes back because if and when he gets back on the roster, someone's going to move down. You'll mm-hmm. probably see Lars Eller playing with, like, you know, Evan Rodriguez or JT Comfort. So mm-hmm. I think that would be a nice little boost to their line if and when that happens. Right now he's playing with uh, Dennis Malgin and Matthew Nieto. So obviously mm-hmm. you'd like to, you know, see another scoring piece added, added, to, that, added to that line. Excuse me. Um, but when that happens, you know, it could be in a good spot. He has no goals and just one assist in his last 30 days. Hopefully the, uh, the new dreads will treat him right. Uh, next up, this was a shocking one. Thought I you know, read this wrong. It was scratching my eyes. Jonathan Quick to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Talk about a change of scenery uh, going from Los Angeles to Columbus, Ohio. Man, that's going from somewhere to nowhere oh. real quick. Uh, he has 182 fantasy points on the season. He's averaging 5.86 fantasy points per game, and he has three wins in the last month, just 55 saves. He's now going to be splitting the net with Elvis Merz Likens. What do you think about Jonathan Quick in Ohio? Oh, wait.
1: Honestly, honestly, I heard he was pretty rattled getting moved over there. I, um, I would be he, too, man. Yeah, well, he had no trade clause. He had, didn't have a no-move clause or no trade clause or anything. He's just a veteran of the team, and no one expected him to get moved. But right. he gets moved in this deal. Um, there was kind of a big haul where Columbus acquired Quick, a conditional first-round pick in 2023, and a third-round pick in 2024 for uh, Vladislav Gavarkov and Jonas Corposalo. And yeah. I, I think that uh, from what I heard, that they only threw Quick in because it was the only way they could get the deal to go through. And nobody wanted Cal Peterson because Cal Peterson is just falling to the bottom of the barrel. Phoenix Poor Copley, he's he's too hot right now to move him. He's sitting like seventeen or 18-4-2 on the season. So you move mm-hmm. Jonathan Quick, who's the odd man out. But I wouldn't even be surprised if he gets flipped coming up here. I think he could very well go to another team that needs a backup. I saw a list earlier of teams he could, could potentially go to, possibly the Tampa Bay Lightning. Just so he's us- he's
0: not even trying to go to Columbus is what you're telling mm-hmm. me. He's trying to he's trying to get out of there before he's even touched down in the
1: state. Basically, that's what that's, that's just awesome. what I've heard so far and supposedly I've heard rumors he may not even report to the team, which would cause a whole thing. Because <laughs> I wouldn't want to report to Columbus. Like You're yeah. going from sunny Los Angeles to in a playoff position to basically the bottom of the toilet bowl. Hey, and...
0: Corey Crawford got one look of New Jersey and was like, no, nah, I'm not living here. No, nah, yeah, nah, I'm going right. to retire. Nah, mm-hmm. No thanks.
1: But from the fantasy perspective, I don't see a lot of value here. Um, I think – He'll probably just be a backup goalie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to take the starts from Merzlikens based on the way he's played this year. Right. And I don't see him getting the majority of the starts. I think he'll mostly just get the starts and back-to-backs for the most mm-hmm. part if he does stay in Columbus. But yeah, there, I definitely think there's a lot of other places they could go if they want to flip him. Because mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Seattle, you could send him there. I think the Golden Knights could use some goaltending depth with everything they've gone through. Right. There's definitely Tampa there on that list. I think Edmonton, you could even throw them in the mix. Mm. Buffalo, I mean, you could throw them in there, I, I guess. But, yeah, there's a lot of teams that you could flip him to because, yeah, the only reason he was there was just to get that deal done. But, yeah, not a lot going for uh, Mr. Quick on the fantasy side. But, yeah, definitely uh, it's hard to say if it's a good move for the Kings because, you know, you give up a long time vet like that. But I'd mm. say it's a good move. You get a guy like Gavrikov who's going to make your defense way deeper and mm. you get rid of a large cap hitting Jonathan Quick.
0: No, it's 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 a good move, uh, you know, for business terms. But you know, Jonathan Quick and the fan base—they're they're not going to mm-hmm. be too happy about it on Jonathan Quick night when uh, you know they're trying mm-hmm. to sell bobbleheads and put his uh his jersey in the rafters. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not really a big fantasy presence right now. Just five point eight six fantasy points per game as a goalie. That's kind of a no no. That's like you know no man's land. But well, like you said, if he gets moved to a contender, you know, where he might be able to you know add in some you know roundabout production for you on your fantasy roster. You know, he might be uh, someone to, to look at. So, yeah, follow the uh, Jonathan Quick timeline as we uh, close in on the deadline here. Uh, Jonas Corpusalo, who did get shipped to Los Angeles, Los Angeles in the trade. Excuse me. He's averaging 11.24 fantasy points per game. I'm going to say his stock is up even with playing alongside Phoenix Copley, who's absolutely on fire right now. I would say Corpusalo and Copley make a pretty decent tandem. And I don't mind adding Corpusalo if he is available.
1: Yeah, I could get down with that, especially the LA Kings. They're in a really good position in that Pacific Division. I believe they're sitting in second place right now. And that move, just getting Gavricaw, bringing in Corpus who will be a really good backup for them, I think. I think in Columbus, he just kind of had nothing in front of him, you know, being on a tanking team. Now, all of a sudden, you're on a decent team. You got a team in front of you where you're not going to be facing 35, 40 shots a game. I think Mm -hmm. he'll do a lot better. And I think, yeah, definitely a goalie to get in the rotation for sure. And the other thing is too, Phoenix Copley, he is definitely going to get some fantasy value because I know him and Jonathan Quick for a while, they split starts, but I know Copley kind of got the majority down the stretch here the last couple of weeks. So I definitely think um, hit Phoenix Copley's value as well as Corposal's value will both go up here in the next couple of weeks because now Copley's the guy. He's going to be the one to take him to the playoffs, and he's going to be the one that I would add for my fantasy team because my goal my only goalie right now is darcy kemper and he is in a he's in a bad spot right now but yeah definitely like corpus solo stock for sure
0: yeah he's definitely someone that's buyable right now in fantasy whether you want to try to add him off the waiver wire uh buy him buy buy him at a low cost trade i think he's a very good target <clears throat> especially this next guy up who you still might be able to buy low on but before we get to him we're gonna hit a quick word from our sponsors uh, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is is almost here, and plus, there are plenty of ways to win, including the NBA, NHL, and XFL action. Sign up today to receive a special offer, Bet 100, get 100 this is limited to state availability and of course for all of our dgens out there you can win the biggest long shot parlay of the week by uh by hitting the longest uh long shot parlay of the week you win a thousand dollar free credit excuse me offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem please call 1-800-522-4700
1: the SGPN Merch Store continues to add new items to their store every day. Head over to the store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies.
0: Get that swag. All right, next guy up here we have is Jesus Christ himself, Patrick Kane. 375 fantasy points this season, averaging 7 fantasy points per game. 98 fantasy points in his last 30 days. Almost a quarter of his uh, season was done in the last month. Seven goals, four assists, and is a plus three in the last month with the Blackhawks. Not sure when he's making his uh, debut with the Rangers. Probably not. He's not with them tonight. I know they're playing Philly. They're losing to him right now. What are your thoughts on this move? I, I think we both have to believe that his stock is going to rise tremendously.
1: Oh, yeah. The stock is going to rise tremendously and for, as a Blackhawks fan it's sad to see him go like he's been he's been there since uh you yeah since you were in high school in 2007 when you just graduated high school yep and he's been around my whole hockey career when i started watching around 2012 and yeah it's really sad to see him gone but he's going to get a fresh start over in um in new york he's going to be playing i think they said on the second line He'll be slotted in with uh, Vincent Trocheck and Artemi Panarin, so mm-hmm. I expect Trocheck stock to go up as well, playing alongside those two guys. And I'd imagine that power play is just going to be deadly. You're going to have Zibanejad, Tarasenko, Kane, Panarin, and Adam Fox. Like good night, mm-hmm. they are they're going to be <laughs> something over there. And uh, yeah, the hall was uh, really interesting.
0: <clears throat> I really not thought- a hall. Let's not call it a hall.
1: Yeah, but I really we definitely got fleeced for sure as the Rangers acquired Patrick Kane and defenseman Cooper Zek in a three-team trade with that had the Arizona Coyotes included as well, and they mm-hmm. received defenseman Andy Walensky, a conditional second-round pick, which turns into a first-round pick if the Rangers make the conference finals, and a fourth-round pick in 2025 from the Rangers and defenseman Billy Sariarv from the Coyotes, and yeah, it's it uh, it drives me nuts seeing some of these other trades where teams can get first round picks and all these second round picks to where we get this, like, come on. He's still Patrick Kane. He still ha- brings a lot to the table. And I think it just came down to an issue with management where it was like, Hey, I want to get out of here. And the Rangers were the only team that wanted him had a really mm-hmm. low uh, buying price. And they just had to take it because he just wanted out. And yeah, definitely um, a win for the New York Rangers. And on the fancy side, definitely a buy option for sure um he went on that little streak right after you traded him away and now he's on the rangers so and
0: so bad like literally <laughs> i think the day i traded him away he scored like a hat trick or something it was stupid
1: yeah when they played toronto i remember it was him for uh nikolai ehlers which at the time looked like a good deal kane was like look- looking like a bum out there
0: Just he was and then he's like, like hey you know yeah. what i i do in fact want to get traded <laughs> like mm-hmm.
1: yeah let me let me start doing my job and yeah He's right. picked up as of late, and I know he's not playing tonight, but I know he's expected to make his debut tomorrow night at Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden, so looking to see how he does. And uh, Kane's schedule coming up here looks very, very favorable. You've got uh, Ottawa tomorrow, then you got Boston on the 4th, Montreal on the ninth, and uh, Buffalo on the 11th. So some really favorable contests here, and I think, yeah, playing in that deep top six, I think uh, – He'll have a good role um, on the Rangers. But, yeah, just sad to see him go on the Hawks because we have nothing now. Johnson Taze is out. He's probably going to retire after next year. Who's just the face of our franchise now, like Seth I Jones? Like I
0: don't need anyone to be the face of the franchise other than Connor mm-hmm. Bedard. I just need them to lose, 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 and lose. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't
1: help when they go on those winning streaks where you win four in a row and then you get, you know, walked on by Arizona and Anaheim right after. Like, come on.
0: No, it's uh, it's tough. It's it's tough to mm-hmm. see him go for sure. But it's a super flashy move uh, for the Rangers. Uh, definitely, uh, I'm with you there with buying Trocheck stock. Obviously, Pinar if you can still, you know, grab any bit of him. But I, I still think that Kane's going to be, you know, offering a pretty favorable price. I mean, yeah, he's going to cost you a lot more than he did last week in the in the month prior. But you know, I still feel like he's not going to be, you know, up upwards of what you would have paid for him. You know, this mm-hmm. time last year, you know, he, he's uh. Get he's he's gonna have a big finish to the season, but you know, getting an appropriate price, you know, that's gonna be on your league mates who's uh who's more willing to part with him. Mm-hmm. The next I, name up here, go
1: ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I was what I hated about the trade was we couldn't get a roster player back. Like Wolinski, sorry, RV, they're not gonna play in the lineup. I yeah. would rather we get even like a crafts off or I want a capo caco. If we mm-hmm. could get just someone that can slot into our lineup and actually and make said, a difference, no. it would have just I think it would have made the trade a little bit more fair to some degree, but yeah, we just just I want, highway robbery. Right I want here.
0: less difference makers. I want losses. Can we trade mm-hmm. those? Can we trade for a loss?
1: Well, I thought Kaka was a good guy because he's not going to make the biggest difference in the world, but sure. you get guys like Bedard or Fantilli that could come in the lineup, and then he'll be able to play a lot better with them. Still young, like 21, 22 years old, and right. yeah, I was just disappointed we couldn't get someone young back. Even like a Philip Heedle, I think mm-hmm. he would have been really good in Chicago.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm a big Hedo uh, fan. He, he would have been mm-hmm. awesome with us. Uh, next up we have not as exciting, Matthias Eckholm moving over to the Edmonton Oilers. Try to keep this one a little bit more quick. 4.46 fantasy points per game this season. Stock going up or stock going down?
1: Yeah, I think on Eckholm stock is going to go up, um, going over to the Edmonton Oilers with a sixth-round pick for Tyson Berry, some no-name guy, and a first-round pick and mm-hmm. as well as a fourth-round pick in 2024. So I like this trade. I think at uh, Colm's value definitely is going to go up for sure, especially with that high-powered offense in front of him that the Edmonton Oilers have. Currently, they have him slotted on the second D pair with Evan Bouchard. So I'd also expect Evan Bouchard's value to go up a little bit, and they mm-hmm. do have him on the second power play unit as well, as well as PK1. So he's definitely going to get a lot of ice time over there. I think he'll get a little bit more ice time than he did in Nashville. But, yeah, overall, I thought this was a good trade for both sides, both sides favored on this. But, yeah, in terms of his fantasy value, I think uh, it's going to go up for sure from what he's got right now, sitting at five goals and 13 assists on the year.
0: Just one assist in the last 30 days, he's going to be playing alongside Evan Bouchard. I think that's a good opportunity for him, 253 fantasy points on the season. I'm going to say it it goes up a slight bump. Obviously, he's not amazing, just five goals and 13 assists on the year. So Mm -hmm. I think we still have to be kind of practical about what he's going to be able to provide. But it is a much better situation. Uh, I'm not an immense buyer of him, but at 21% rostered, enough people feel that he's worth holding. So, yeah, I mean, if you're desperate for defense, I'd go grab him. But, I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. like, I've already, I'm sure you saw, I picked up Doses Fair. I think that he would be in a yeah. better situation than him. So, mm-hmm. you know, these are definitely for, you know, candidates for like deeper formats. Right. Uh, the next guy up, also a pretty similar stat line, Luke Shen. Um, he has 250 fantasy points on the season, 4.53 fantasy points per game. He's now with the Maple Leafs. Man, the Maple Leafs really loaded up on defense. They traded for him, Eric Gustafson, Jake McCabe. I'm really interested to see how. The lineup is going to fall out or or fall into place, I should say. It almost looks like Mark Giordano might be a healthy scratch. I'm not sure. But Mm -hmm. getting to Luke Shen, again, I don't think it makes a big difference. I mean, I know that you and I have talked about him before, about how he's a big difference maker in leagues that account for checking and hits. If you get points for that, if it's a category, whatever it is, obviously he's going to be more valuable to you. But he does have one goal and four assists in the last 30 days, and he's a plus two um, not in the lineup right now. Again, it's I, I have no idea how they're gonna, how this is going to shake out. I know McCabe right now is paired with uh, with Brody. Uh, mm-hmm. Sin, I know, is going to clock in because he's been absolutely amazing. He's been a stud on the power play this year. Uh, has 11 assists also in the last uh, last 30 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, of these guys, like who would you rather have? Like who, who's going to be like the 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 big out of these new uh, additions to the Maple Leafs defense? Shen, Gustafson, or Jake McCabe?
1: I think Jake McCabe is going to get a really uh, good look there on the second D pair with Brody. I think he'll – yeah, he's not on the power play right now, but he'll probably – yeah, he's going to get some time on the PK1. I think he's going to definitely show off his ability better. He's been stuck on bad teams for a long time, sitting in mm-hmm. Buffalo for a long time, then moving over to Chicago. So I think he's going to get a chance to show what he's got. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Maple Leafs aren't done here moving with their defensemen because all of a sudden you have an odd man out. I've heard rumors about, uh, Justin hole. He could be leaving the team. I know mm-hmm. Timothy Lodrigan brings a lot of value with him. So I think they could definitely, um, get another guy in there, maybe package him with like one of their fourth well, liners. Maybe
0: like Lodrigan's gotta be out of the lineup, right? Like, I, I don't know how you keep mm-hmm. him in the lineup and Giordano with mm-hmm. Shen, goofs of sin and mccabe and for me goofs of sin is the biggest winner here like he has 365 mm-hmm. fantasy points on the year 5.97 fantasy points per game nearly six points per game and like i said he has 11 assists in the last 30 days like he might have the highest point total of anyone on this list here that's getting mm-hmm. moved uh, thus far anyways uh which is mm-hmm. very interesting to me i feel like he's gonna have a big opportunity on their power play obviously playing with some you know top level scores. this is also a team i guess we'll just kind of throw it in here now they acquired ryan o'reilly like they're they're mm-hmm. really looking to make a run here and i'm really interested to see how their special teams play out i definitely see you know o'reilly and goofs maybe getting together on a on a power play group um and obviously of course you know up there with the stars you know uh, matthews mm-hmm. marner uh, Tavares. it's you know it's mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting um so i think he's the big winner there i mean obviously you know each of these guys in their own right are winners because they were on bad teams and now they're on a good on a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've really shaken it up in Toronto here the last little bit, bringing in
1: yeah Lafferty, um, McCabe, mm-hmm. all these defensemen. They've like changed up like a quarter of their roster just within uh, this last couple weeks here, and we haven't even hit the trade deadline yet, so they could very well still keep going, try and make some moves. Like I said, I know Justin Hole was someone they talked about moving little your Grin because you can't have a seventh defenseman. I think that's going to affect your cap. That's just going to be a healthy scratch all year. I don't think they're really in a position to do that. I think they could add more forward depth um, to the sense, probably their fourth line. I could see a uh, guy like Aston Reese get moved or even like a, like a curve foot. I know he has some good value over there. So definitely um, a lot to look at with the Toronto Maple Leafs, but circling back to Luke Shen, they only gave up a third round pick for him. What more could you ask for? Good deal. I think, uh, you get him out of Vancouver, bring him over. I think it's definitely um, a good move for the Leafs.
0: Uh, in this trade, actually, for Luke Shen, I believe they swapped uh, Rasmus Sandon. Is that right? Yeah, they were, uh, they That was one. a separate trade, I believe. Okay, so a separate trade. Mm-hmm. But Sandon mm-hmm. does come to the Capitals. He has four goals and 16 assists on the season. Uh, not mm-hmm. too much to write home about in the fantasy atmosphere. 233 mm-hmm. fantasy points, four and a half fantasy points per game, just one goal and three assists, but is a plus five. In the last month they have him lined up with trevor van Reemsdyke on the def- second defensive pairing i'm really not that excited about this move i think it's a kind of a unilateral move i feel like his stock could stay the same or maybe even go down a bit any, any different opinion there uh when i uh, when i look at the
1: trade i think from a trade standpoint it looks really good you get Sandine for gustafson and a first round pick which mm-hmm. i think is good value gustafson brings a lot to the table along with this first round pick which, you know, in the Badar draft, teams are moving a lot. And yeah, I think Sandine, he's not going to do too much in uh, Washington, I don't think. But I think Gustafson is going to have a way bigger effect over there. Like uh, right now, Gustafson has seven goals, 31 assists on the year, while Sandine only has four goals and uh, 16 assists. And you just kind of get a defenseman swap as well as throwing in the first round pick. But yeah, I don't see uh, Sandine's stock really changing too much. Not a lot going on for him. Um, I know playing with Trevor Vane Reams, like I don't think they will generate a lot of offense. I don't really know Trevor Vane Reemsek like, to be too much of an offensive defenseman. I know he plays more of a defensive-minded game. But, I mean, he is on the first power play with Alex Ovechkin on the point. So, we could get some looks there. But, yeah, I don't see his numbers changing drastically.
0: Yeah, it feels, like I said, like a very unilateral move. His stock will either mm-hmm. stay the same or potentially go down, at least from like a, a per-game standpoint. Uh, Next up we have, uh, we just did Eric Gustafson, sorry, Marcus Johansson. Only 2% rostered. He's coming over to the Wild from the Capitals. Does have 13 goals and 15 assists on the season. Hasn't done anything uh, with the Wild just yet. Uh, But I feel like his uh, his stock should be going up. His prospects should be going up. I just don't know if it's really going to matter to us in fantasy. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, in terms of fantasy, it's hard to really say right now. I think he could get some good ice time. He could very well slot in. And on the third line, maybe move a guy like Brandon Duhame down. Or on the mm-hmm. second line, moving a guy like Marcus Foligno down. But this Minnesota Wild, they changed up their lines a lot. Like right now, they have Ryan Hartman centering the first line. So it's really hard to say. And yeah, it's just for me right now, I would pass on Johansson on a fantasy perspective. But yeah, in the trade, um, it was just another trade for a third-round pick from the Capitals.
0: So I mean, it's not going to... That doesn't really feel bad. Feels pretty solid for them getting that third-round pick back, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and like I said earlier, these picks are really valuable. Everyone's moving their picks around. A lot of these contenders who know they're not going to be in that race for a top 10, top 15 pick. They're moving their picks, and, um, yeah, you're going to see a lot of teams stack up on these picks, and um, the Capitals are doing just that. And in the process, they move out Mojo, and, um, yeah, on the fancy side... Don't seem him doing a lot.
0: All right, next up. Actually, we're going to we're gonna wait because this is another big name here. We're going to hit a quick word from the sponsor. We'll be right back after this. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts. But they also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including the NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if you're not available in your state. Over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, and we're back. This next name up here, pretty excited about this one. Timo Meyer coming over to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, if you haven't noticed uh, from this show, the East has loaded up on talent. My goodness. The Rangers are loaded. The Devils are loaded. Carolina is loaded. Like this is going to be a fun playoff run for all these teams. And, you know, specifically for us as fans. So very excited about this move, especially, you know, being a a Devils fan, seeing Meyer, you know, move over from the shit show that was the San Jose Sharks to now the gleaming, shining turd that is the New Jersey Devils. That's right. Mm -hmm. Going to be most likely suited up on that top line, in my opinion. Uh, Playing with Heesher, playing with Jack Hughes, any preference?
1: Um, yeah, I think they'll do really good over there. This trade was so weird just looking at it. There were so many pieces you had. The Devils acquiring Timo Meyer and Timur Ibragimov, Ab- defenseman Scott Harrington, Santeri Hat- Hataka, goalie Zach Edmond, a fifth-round pick in 2024 from the Sharks, for v- Fabian Zetterlin, who could make the Sharks lineup a little bit better, Andreas Janssen. Shakir, something. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. Nikita, last name. I'm not even going to try and pronounce. A conditional first round
0: pick you're in the, 2023. You're the name guy. What are you talking about?
1: No, I'm not kidding. This guy could be the new Wi-Fi. I guess I can try. Mukab uh, Mukabdulin. Yeah, I guess that's how you could say it. Shakir Mukabdulin. Uh, it's me. conditional second round draft pick a 20 in a 2024 and a seventh round pick in 2024. So a really complicated deal here for them to get that done. Um, and yeah Timo Meyer I think is going to have an instant effect when he comes into this lineup here he'll probably play on this first line I think with uh, Nico Heischer I'd like to see him play with Jack Hughes I think um Jesper Bratt is a left uh, right wing so he could very well slide over you could see Sharon Govich drop down the lineup but this team is just really deep especially you look down their lineup even on their third line with Palat, Halla, and Jes- Jesper Boquist like that's A really deep lineup. Yeah, then on the first line, you got Tatar, Mercer, These This Devils team, they're looking to make a run here, and it is very obvious with these moves they're making. And um, in terms of his fantasy value, definitely going to go up without a question. I know he's not making his debut tonight due to an upper body injury as the Devils are um, on the road against Colorado. But when he does get in the lineup, he will be um, an instant difference maker playing on a much better team uh, on the other side of the country here
0: no it's going to be awesome I'm, I'm very excited to see him in the lineup uh, I know he's day-to-day right now he should be making his debut here in the next game or so uh, and yeah very interested to see who he plays with doesn't really matter whether he's on the second line on the first line I'd like to see you know some attempts to maybe pair him with um, Tatar or Palat I mean obviously Palat's on the third line right now but like you said, they have so many options to play with in that lineup. It's going to be super interesting. And, yeah, whatever you can do to get Timo Meyer, he's not going to be you know available on free agency. Mm-hmm. But uh, making a move for him, again, you're going to have to pay more than you would when he was in San Jose. But now you know it's worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just three goals and one assist in the last month and was a minus six, but he averages seven and a half fantasy points per game. So definitely some action to get down on. Uh, the next guy up here is was it, Ivan Barbashov of – now the Vegas Golden Knights previously with the St. Louis Blues didn't really have a pulse this season but we've seen what he can do. Last year he had a great season st- statistically, but this year just 10 goals, 19 assists on the season. He's averaging 3.92 fantasy points per game. I got to imagine this this number's going up.
1: Yeah, that's number's definitely going up. He's slotted on the first line right now with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marchessault, so, so definitely going to get some more ice time there. I know in St. Louis was kind of a third line third line fourth line guy he never really got much top six minutes as you had guys like robert thomas who could play the middle and ryan o'reilly but yeah definitely a really good move here and it was just a straight up trade no complications it was uh, zach dean for ivan Barbashev. zach dean going over the blues 21 years old could be a decent prospect if he pans out does but doesn't look like a lot and a really good return for Uh, the Golden Knights who are going to get a roster player who you can play on your first line. And I think he could play anywhere in this lineup. I could see him playing on the third line with uh, Kessel and uh, Chandler Stevenson move Carrier down to the fourth. There's a lot of options you could do with Barbashev, very multi-use player. And on the fantasy side, I would get on him now if you plan to get him as he is plus 14% roster in the last day, sitting at 27% roster with the center, left wing designation as now he's going to be playing the wing over in Vegas. So he gets that designation 10 goals, 19 assists on the year. But yeah, I definitely see his stock going up as uh, he's playing on a much better team. And it's so nice as a Hawks fan is finally see the blues falling out of the playoff picture. Like they've, they've been sitting there too long, finally falling out, falling, finally watching them rebuild. So uh, always love to see it as a Hawks fan.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just want to see, uh, you know, more Jordan Bennington lights. So let's 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 keep riding. Let's keep riding. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, nothing really else to add there. I mean, like you said, it's a much better situation, much better team. I'm not mm-hmm. sure where he's gonna fall in the lineup just yet, but or no, wait, he's uh he's playing on line two with um oh no, Line no, no. one line one with Eichel and Marsha Show. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I was peeping the the next line. So I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be a good group. Um i you know me, I'm not a big Eichel fan, but I love Marsha Show. So I think it'll uh, it'll balance itself out. Uh, next guy up who I'm, I'm very excited about is Igini uh, dadanov. Um, previously with him with, with the Montreal Canadiens, now with the Dallas Stars, I was very interested to see the, the stars were going to be buying at the deadline. I was saying Kane was going to go there, figured him and Joe Pavelski would link up. Went with, mm-hmm. um, you know, his, his better buddy in Panarin. It's all right. I get it. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. playing with each other on team versus the Olympics, a little bit different story, but dadanov mm-hmm. going down to Dallas, playing al- alongside, um, Was it Wyatt Johnson and Jamie Ben? That's going to be awesome. Like that's that's a great line. Um, Obviously, Jamie Ben, you know, resurging this this season with the offense. But Danadov, just one hundred and seventy six fantasy points on the season, averaging under three and a half three and a half fantasy points per game. This is another one that's going to be a big riser and a big buy candidate right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that just adds a little bit more depth to this Dallas Stars team that they really need. And I very well don't think they're going to be done. I think a lot of these Western teams are going to have to keep making moves, especially mm-hmm. if the East keeps getting more competitive. And I see Dallas Stars as someone who aren't going to hang up the phones just yet. But bringing mm-hmm. in Dadnob here and another straight up deal for Dennis Guryanov. Definitely going to play a big role in that second line. And he's a guy I think who you put him with the right guys. I think he could score. I think if he played a whole season with Dallas, I could very well see him playing or scoring, sorry, 25, 30 goals a year. And on Mm -hmm. the other end, you send over Dennis Giryanov, who was another middle six player who's going to get a much better uh, opportunity and could have some fantasy value playing on the first line with Hoffman and Suzuki over there. So definitely uh, some value on both sides. Of this trade, but uh, yeah, I think it's a fair deal on both sides, and I think Dadnov's stock is definitely going to go up, being a top six forward on a playoff team like this. This is why he's only got five goals, fourteen assists on the airplane in Montreal, but he's now going to get a way better opportunity in the next couple games here. I like the schedule for the Stars. Is you got Arizona at home, Chicago on the road, Colorado, then Calgary, Buffalo. So I like the schedule coming up for Dadnov, and yeah, his ownership rate definitely someone that's hard to say no to
0: absolutely yeah i definitely mm-hmm. want to pick him up off of waivers right now if i can target him in a, in a low-cost trade definitely some low-hanging target he'll get power play time as well uh, and just a very good situation uh they actually did wind up telling it they were down uh, two nothing uh mm-hmm. Ottinger has five shots against and three saves good good work oh. buddy. keep it up uh next guy up we have is nino niederreiter previously of the nashville predators now with the winnipeg jets uh, in the last month, he had actually five goals, but zero assists. He was, you know, he was definitely scoring a little bit more, upping his average to 4.93 fantasy points per game. He's playing on line two with Adam Lowry and Nikolai El- uh, Ehlers. I think it's a good situation, but I don't know if I expect his number to just climb immensely. 278 fantasy points per season seems kind of like what you're going to get out of him. A lot of pucks on net, you know, fair amount of goals not really a facilitator though. Like, I feel like it's kind of a unilateral move. What do you, what do you feel?
1: Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think uh, for the Preds, it's a good move. You get a a second round pick back in 2024 for Nita Ryder, but yeah, he's going to come over to Winnipeg and he's, I think he's kind of a coin flip. I, we've seen him do well on other teams in the past. He could very well be that guy, but he could also just very much fall off. And Really not provide that scoring that they're expecting, but um, for them, I think it's a good move getting another uh, middle six piece. He's on the first power play with Wheeler and Shifley right now, so there's some upside with that. And um, yeah, I just don't. I feel like that line Niederreiter, Lowry, and Ealers just seems like a really weird line, and so I don't see him doing too much there. And I think in uh, Nashville too, he played a little bit of a higher role because they were not as good of a team, but now he's on a better team where you've got mm-hmm. other guys ahead of him, like Connor, Shifley, Wheeler, Ealer. So definitely um, optimistic about it for sure. And I think very he could also fall down the lineup. As right now, Cole Perfetti is out, as well as Pierre-Luc Dubois and Mason Appleton. So he could mm-hmm. very end, well end up falling to the third, fourth line. But for right now, um, I would pass on him. He's got a, a little bit of a harder schedule. got Edmonton in a home-and-home. San Jose, then Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So a few hard matchups here. And uh, yeah, just down the stretch, I don't see him uh, being too successful as these guys come back in the lineup.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's, it's a pretty unilateral move, in my opinion. He's 20% mm-hmm. rostered. So if you want to take a shot at him, by all means, you can do so. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're a big buyer uh, that the Winnipeg Jets are going to be you know, solid down the stretch, by all means, go ahead. Mm-hmm. He's in a better situation than he was. But again, I don't think it's like light years better. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one up we have is Dmitry Orlov getting moved from the Capitals to the Bruins. Uh, pretty good trade here for him, uh, getting 261 fantasy points on the year, 5.7 fantasy points per game, solid. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Two goals, five assists in his last 30 days. Going to be playing alongside Charlie McAvoy. That's a good situation. I, I mm-hmm. like this move a lot for Orlov. Uh, give me stock up and definitely give me uh, as a buy target. He's 33% rostered definitely someone mm-hmm. that you can get uh, on the cheap for free or, you know, again, a trade that's not going to cost you a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think uh, old Bobby Orlov over here is making a big impact ah, in their lineup. I see what you
0: <laughs> did there. That's nice. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Bobby Orlov.
1: Yeah. Bobby Orlov coming in. I uh, had three points the other night against uh, Calgary in a crazy game. I think Olmark saw like 58 shots or something. I don't know if you caught any of that game shots were like mm-hmm. 58 to 17 in favor of the flames. Olmark bailed him out of that one. Nice. And, uh, yeah, two assists up against Edmonton on this little West Coast road trip. So, and yeah, he's making immediate uh, changes in this lineup. Second power play, unit slotted on with uh, Hampus Lindholm, plus 12% in the last day. Definitely mm-hmm. someone who's going to grow in value for sure. And um, I like some of these games coming up here. you got Buffalo in the second, Ranged on the fourth, Edmonton on the ninth, Detroit on the 11th, all of these games at home. And then they go to Detroit on the 12th. So yeah, long homestand and Boston, they are very good on home ice. Only two regulation losses on home ice this year. And the trade that sent him over was another weird one. And you they got uh, the Bruins got Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway, who Garnet Hathaway will be another really good fourth line piece, bring some grit to their lineup, which they really need uh coming into this playoff stretch. Uh, from the they got him from the Capitals in this three-team trade that also included Minnesota. And the mm-hmm. Bruins got forward prospect Andrei Svetilov from Minnesota. And then the Capitals got Craig Smith, a first-round pick in 2023, a third-round pick in 2024, and a second-round pick in 2025. And the Wild in this trade also acquired a fifth-round pick from the Bruins in 2023. So a lot of picks, a lot of players getting moved around, but definitely love the addition of Orlov in uh, Boston for sure. And, yeah, definitely get on his fantasy Uh value right now cuz it's on the rise.
0: Absolute smash, absolute smash and just again a huge upgrade from one team to uh, to, to the other going from the Capitals mm-hmm. to the Bruins. Great situation and again super available. 333% mm-hmm. rostered if not he won't cost you a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh next up we kind of touched on him a little bit Ryan O'Reilly. I think that we're both buying his stock. He was averaging 4.25 fantasy points per game this season. Uh he had five goals and three assists in the last month now playing alongside uh, John Tavares and William Nylander. I mean, playing with Tavares, come on, dude. That's going to be mm-hmm. killer. Like, that's going to be amazing for his stock. Ha- have to believe that his numbers are going to go up. He's actually scored uh, 76 of his fantasy points, 76 of 191 in the last 30 days. So kind of mm-hmm. similar to the Patrick Kane scenario where, uh, you know, he didn't like you know, really turn it on until it was like time to get traded, which I thought was kind of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, another candidate. Uh, 62% rostered, maybe not going to be on your waiver wire, but definitely going to be in some. Uh, but you can go buy him for cheap. I, I still don't think he's going to cost you a lot. Seeing that negative um, uh, 21 minus 21 next to his name is definitely going to help uh, get some deals done still.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, playing on the second power play unit with Yarn Croak Bunting, that second line, like you mentioned with uh, Neilander and Tavares, he's bound to get some scoring touches going here. They're on a little West Coast road trip where they've got Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Then they hit up New Jersey before heading home on the 11th against Edmonton, which I will be in attendance of that game. So Dang I'm hoping right. to see some uh, O'Reilly scoring and uh, Buffalo on the 13th. So uh, yeah, not a bad schedule coming up here. And the trade was another haul here, sending Ryan O'Reilly, Noah Chari uh, to uh, Toronto in this three-team deal with St. Louis and uh, Minnesota. Where the Blues acquired Mikhail Abramov, Adam Gaudet, a first-round pick in 2023, and a third-round pick in 2023, as well as a second-round pick in 2024. And the Wild were also involved in this, and uh, they acquired a uh, fourth-round pick in 2025 in exchange for taking on some of O'Reilly's cap. And I will tell you what—it's uh, really interesting watching these teams get creative with the salary cap because you're seeing, you know, a lot of teams that are willing to eat cap to uh, be able to afford these players. Like, for example, in the Patrick Kane deal, we saw um, Arizona eat you know, another 50% of the 5.5. So at the end of the day, they're only paying him, I believe, 2.6 something in uh, the Rangers, and that's only how much he's on their books. And with the O'Reilly deal, he's only making 3.75. So these teams are going all in on these rentals because, yeah, guys like Kane and O'Reilly only have one year left on their contracts. So at the end of the season, they're probably going to hit free agency because you're simply not going to be able to afford them. But yeah, good move for the Blues and definitely a lot of fantasy uh, value on the table. And he's minus two percent roster in the last day, so teams are dropping him. So very well might be able to snag him.
0: Yeah, I don't get that. I don't. I don't know why the (laughs) why the masses are letting him go. Definitely a good time Mm -hmm. to to grab him. Um, Mm -hmm. Wasn't really ownable uh, up until this last month. So I'm Mm -hmm. all about it. Go grab you some Ryan O'Reilly if available. Again. Uh, nice little buy low uh, trade target and lastly on the list here we have vladimir tarasenko 266 fantasy points this season still 5.73 fantasy points per game on a bad st louis blues team awesome now going over to the rangers he scored in his debut you couldn't write it any better he hasn't scored mm-hmm. since he has not scored since uh they are playing right now against the flyers it's 2-2 there's about three and a half to go in the third maybe he gets lucky tonight. He's been playing alongside Zabanejad and Chris Kreider. Uh that line has scored two goals tonight and they were down 2 to 1, so mm-hmm. shout out to them. Nice, you know, stick tap, good stuff, but you know, please don't mm-hmm. lose, you know, my money line pick here. You guys are killing me. Um mm-hmm. and the team in general, I think like they've lost a quite a few in a row here. They they beat LA recently, but mm-hmm. before that they lost what four in a row. That was interesting. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. included the game that he premiered uh, where he had scored against Calgary, that was like super interesting. But yeah. obviously, more help on the way with Patrick Kane. Could we see? Could we see a Patrick Kane Tarasenko line? It's really hard to tell. I think uh, Panarin and Kane will
1: stay together for the most part. Um, that just seems like the better line. I personally think Patrick Kane's a little bit better um, than Vladimir Tarasenko. But again, another good move for uh, the New York Rangers as it was another one of those haul deals as um, they got, where is it? Um, I'll come back to it when I pull it up. But yeah, a really good deal. Like I said, um, going to be on that first line with Kreider and Zabinajad. Definitely a lot of options for him to score up there. And yeah, he's going to grow in value, I think, especially with these other guys. And I was h- hearing a thing about their power play. You know, it's going to be probably Panarin, Kane, Zabinajad, Tarasenko, and Fox. And so going to get a lot of good looks there. And right now, he, he may not be doing the greatest things in the world, but I think down the stretch, you be patient with a guy like this, and he will get back to you. And I like this schedule. I like uh, the contest against Ottawa, I like Boston. I think that's going to be a really good game going into Boston with this new roster. Then you got uh, Montreal and Buffalo. And now that I've got the hall pulled up, it was Tarasenko and defenseman Nico Mikola From uh, the Blues in exchange for forward Sammy Blay going back to St. Louis. Defenseman Hunter Skinner and some conditional draft picks. Mm -hmm. And so even Mikola, he's going to play a role in this uh, Rangers lineup. Not like the biggest name, but he's going to be another guy that plays a big role for them. He's actually slotted on the first D pair right now with Adam Fox as Ryan Lindgren's out of the lineup. But you get him in the lineup um, that just makes their defense so much deeper. And again, um, the Rangers, I think they're kind of done here. They're not going to do too much more. You only have $29,000 in cap space. So you can't really, you're kind of uh, tied up work. there. Make yeah. it work. You could make it work, you know, sign, you know, one of us for like four bucks.
0: Yeah. So, sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Pick up but some yeah, bucks. I think four bucks. So well, I think Tarasenko brings some good uh, veteran presence too um, to this team. He's won a cup with uh, the Blues. Well, I don't think any guys in this, uh, offense here really or even yeah none of the guys in this lineup i don't think have won a cup i think maybe no barclay goudreau yeah, yeah barclay goudreau is the only oh yeah besides kane <laughs> just, besides i'm talking about guys that are just in their lineup right now yeah. kane yeah, hasn't agree, made his debut yet right. but yeah barclay goudreau and tarasenko are the only guys that are actually playing tonight that have won a cup so i think right. that brings a little bit more experience to this team which you need to make a run here and I'll tell you what, this East is just going to be insane. I can't wait to watch some playoff hockey. You got, like we talked about, the Devils stacked up. You got the Leafs, the Rangers. I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa doesn't make a move here. I would be very surprised if they don't get more.
0: uh, They grabbed our boy uh, Tanner Janot. I left him off Mm -hmm. the sheet. They grabbed our boy Tanner Mm
1: Janot. Yeah, that was a big haul. It was like, I don't remember all the years, but it was a first, a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth. Like, come on. Like, for a bottom six player, that's just crazy. But I think a team like that, they can't, they can't be hanging up the phones yet. I think some of these other teams now Agreed. in the East, they're really going to have to uh, pick up the phones a little bit more if they want to stay in the picture. I think uh, Buffalo's got to pick up the phone. They've got to start making some trade talks because they're yeah. one of those teams. They're slowly sneaking in the wild card race here. I think.
0: Um, I don't think they can compete though. Like I, I don't think mm-hmm. that they're one move away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I think if you're Buffalo, you just kind of you know. White-knuckle mm. it, put your head down, work hard, whatever happens, happens because no one was betting mm-hmm. on you to be in this position anyway. So
1: Yeah, but it's cool for them to be there, and I'm all about it. The Craig Anderson show over there, love to see it. Nah, no grizzled so grizzled vet in the net. But, yeah, and I think you, with all these teams in the East doing all this, the West, they're really going to have to bulk up a mm-hmm. lot. they got to be ready when comes Stanley Cup Finals time to play against one of these powerhouse teams. And one uh, little betting knows, you know, after the Rangers made all these moves, uh, they're plus twelve hundred to win the Stanley Cup on FanDuel. So uh,
0: like it. get yourself, I mean, yourself like, a piece. I know Kane's not playing tonight, mm-hmm. but like right mm-hmm. now they're tied with the Flyers. Like, mm-hmm. this team already is, you know, reloaded. Like they they got Tarasenko, mm-hmm. they have a great top line, right? They mm-hmm. have great goaltending. Like, what are you doing? You know, obviously they could still win this game, but like playing from behind up against a team like the Flyers. You know, these mm-hmm. last couple of losses that they've had, the Capitals, the Jets, Detroit even. Like, I know Detroit right mm-hmm. now, they've been playing very well, but I don't know. I'm not saying that they're frauds just yet, but let's see what they mm-hmm. what they look like with Patrick Kane. Um, if they don't get going on a run here, like, mm-hmm. they might be in trouble. I know that they had a, a nice mm-hmm. run where they won, I think, like five or six in a row, but then they dropped mm-hmm. four straight, like, you know, mm-hmm. and then they, they beat L.A., which, you know, they should have mm-hmm. beat L.A., but. So you're saying there's a possibility they could be Fugazi's? I think it's gonna be a little, little Fugazi dipping their hands in the gabagoo. I don't know. Yeah, don't as Biz says, yeah, the Buffazis. He I don't loves know. his Fugazis over there at the chicklets. I don't know. I'm not I'm not big mm-hmm. buyers of the Rangers. I'm also a Devils fan, so it's tough for me to buy in. Uh, I I'm, mm-hmm. I'm rooting for Pat Kane. Like I, I want him to win mm-hmm. another cup. I want him to do well, but it's tough for me to, you know, really lean into the Rangers, you know, being Devils fan. So we'll mm-hmm. see. And like we like we said, the East is just loaded, like we could see Carolina and the Rangers in the second round and Mm -hmm. you you got a great team walking home. Right. All right. That's all that we have for this episode. Appreciate you following along with us. Be sure to download the episode. Leave us a positive review. You can find me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Nick, let them know where they can find you.
1: Yeah, face off with OZ on Twitter. Go over there, all hockey content over there, NHL, as well as Own You Tigers Hockey. The journey's kind of over right now. We're not. The season just ended, but uh, still some content over there at Own You Tigers Hockey.
0: Love it, love it, love it. Take care, be well, be good. But if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.